Welcome to Roots for Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, and I'm here to help you bring, reset, and thrive. Hi, everybody. Today is a special day. I've got a guest with me. It's Rosie from One Man Band Accounting. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Pascal. I'm really, really glad to have you. I have to say, Rosie is someone that's really, really unusual online. She's a tax return coach specialist. I don't know anyone who likes tea and cakes and make you see accounting like something that's not scary. So you like cakes and you like numbers. <laughs> yes. Well, I was saying, one of my old mantras is uh, tax means cake because, you know, all the stuff you hear about tax returns, it's it's unknown. You don't know what's going on. There's all these, it's really scary to do with money and particularly in January when HMRC have, uh, well, basically, if you do not do your tax return and on time, these bad things are going to happen to you. They always make it sound like it's really bad and scary. (laughs) If you're somebody who doesn't really care about doing your tax return and, frankly, wants to get away with stuff and is a little bit naughty and needs to be on the naughty stuff, fair fair dues, they're going to come in and they're not going to be happy. But that's not you listening. It's not me. It's not Pascal. We're honest people. We want to do things right. We need to do all of this well basically not wasting any energy more than we have to. The tax return and your accounts, they're they're actually the foundation of your business because it's the numbers, it's the financial. The point of a business is actually to make money. That doesn't mean it's the only reason where you're doing it. Yeah, someone, I can't remember who who said, if you don't make money, it's not a business, it's a hobby, isn't it? Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. You need to make money doing what you love or else it's not a business. So, you know... It is important, and you can't have a business without actually having a legal structure, which yes. just sounds very, very high faluting. <laughs> but you yeah. have to, you have to have one, so that, that's that's quite important when you're starting out. You know, so many of us, and I'll include me in this. It was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? How do I pay myself? Ah, exactly. How do I start? And how, how can I be legal? Can I invoice? Do I need to invoice? How do I do all those questions? For the UK people who listen to us, I'd love you to explain a bit more like the difference between limited company and self-employed and kind of when is a good time to think going limited? Well, when you're starting a business, there are lots and lots of different ways of having a business. I'm just going to stick to the ones where it's just you. Yeah. This is sometimes why, you know, when you can, you can Google a lot of things, but often when you Google them, you find out all the complicated things that don't apply to you. And you don't know that and it gets confusing. Yeah. But if it's just you, then you have two options. Your option is a sole trader. That's S-O-L-E, although a lot of us S-O-U-L as well, Mm. um, which sole trader just means you're trading, i.e. you have a business and it's just you. It's very, very simple. It's just... Usually we haven't heard a phrase like that, so it sounds confusing. So you have the option of sole trader, which is being self-employed. Yeah. The other option is being a limited company, which is separate to you. A limited company can be anything from just you on your own with your limited company right up to very, very big companies on the stock exchange. I see. The difference can be that big. 
while you're unlikely to ever be listed on the public stock exchange, um, you know, they're a yeah. company just like you. And, you know, they have a lot more rules and restrictions than, than, than you would. But fundamentally, it's the same thing. And a limited company is short for limited liability company. And one of the main differences between a sole trader and a limited company is the fact that when you're a sole trader, the reason you're called self-employed is because it's you and the business are legally the same the same thing. For the sake of argument, and this is not to scare anybody, um, but for the sake of argument, say something massive happened and you got sued for £150,000. Um, you, as a sole trader, can be personally sued, Yeah. as in yourself. This hardly ever happens, but theoretically you can. As a limited company... The business, which is separate legally to you, the business would be. So if this happened and something happened and your business went down, you know, depending on the contracts, most of the time, it's just the business. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, just one reason, Richard Branson, for example, if he's had plenty of businesses which have failed miserably, as well as the good ones. As it happens, yeah. Company goes under, not him. Yeah. So this all makes it sound very, very scary. But this is just part of deciding whether sole trade or limited company is right for you because there are risks on both sides. I know, for example, I'm self-employed. You know, I'm a makeup artist in my day job, (laughs) you can say. And uh, I've got a public liability insurance because obviously I'm working on people. So I need to be really careful if anything happens to the person I'm doing makeup on. So I know for the minimum risk, I've got my public liability insurance. And that really is something to look into as well. Having insurance is a very, very good idea, whether you're a limited company, whether you're a sole mm-hmm. trader. And it's just all about managing risk because, yeah. you know, I've had clients who've been advised to have a limited company because they've been fed scare stories about if you don't have a limited company, you will lose your house. And actually, um, it's been a bad risk for them because of all the extra stuff you need to do. Mm. So it just depends on what you're doing and what happens. And these things change. They say, we'll have a link to my website at the end, but I do have an article on there called Sole Trade or Limited Company, What's the Risk? And it'll actually take you through, if anyone wants to look at this, take you through the the big just areas to look at when when you're thinking about it, because risk is only one of them. The first consideration always when you're deciding which one to do is always your clients, first off. (laughs) So if, for example, you have... um, Say you're, you're Pascal, you're a makeup artist, and you're working with some very, very big corporate clients. And those clients expect you to be limited to company. You're not going to have any work. Mm. Now, in your industry, usually you're fine. You can be a sole trader. In a lot of industries, you won't get hired unless you're a company. Mm. It's just the way they work. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You're an app developer. You cannot be on the app store unless you're a limited company. It's just the way they work. So for that, sometimes you need to be a limited company it's because that's what's required. That's the end of the subject. Mm. A lot of times, particularly when you're starting out, you can get public liability insurance if you need that, which is when you have it in case something happens to the member of the public. For example, somebody had an allergic reaction to the, the foundation, you know, that's exactly. liability insurance. <laughs> and there's professional liability insurance, which is if um, Pascal hasn't asked if they are allergic to any makeup products. I would say that's probably professional. Yeah. (laughs) So I said risk is part of this and insurance goes a long way, but it's just looking at which one. The other areas are, first of all, is your clients. 
do you need it because of the clients you're going to have? If your supplier have a £50,000 contract with Selfridges to supply products, as opposed to say you're going there personally to put makeup on, there's a lot of areas in that which involve risk which aren't necessarily under your control. So that might be an argument for maybe having a limited company. Then there's the risk. And then after clients and risk, um, then there's you. A lot, of, a lot of people don't actually discuss how much you personally makes such a big difference to how you set things up. Because some people, when I explain, you know, what you can do as a limited company and what you can't, because you're more restricted with a limited company, how you can take money out of your business. And there's a lot more legal obligations. Some people are like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll just get someone to deal with it for me. But, you know, for some people, it's just too much um, or they don't have the money to pay the extra overheads, like mm. paying the accountant. And it's just too much to now because, you know, starting a business, it's an awful lot. Of, it's a lot of learning. Yes. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of it. Too, much too soon. So that makes a big difference. And, you know, without getting to too much involved, you know, your personal situation, how much money you have. Is it a business on the side? Do you have a full time job? For slightly older listeners, do you have a pension? You know, do you have a partner who is on high rate tax? There's all these things can actually affect actually whether you have a limited company or a sole trader. If you need to hire people as well, I guess, if you hire the the VA, I guess you can stay self-employed. But if you've got a a team regularly, I imagine you need to go limited. Well, not necessarily. There's hiring as in employees and you can have employees as a sole trader and a limited company. Hiring people who are freelancers, which I was, to be honest, I would suggest is always the way to go. Um, having your first employee is a very, very big step in mm-hmm. a business because then you're actually responsible. There's a lot of more legalities involved in that. Mm-hmm. The way most of us do it is to get the help we need by hiring other people who either have a limited company or who are self-employed. So Thanks. you can get the help you need without actually employing somebody. Mm. It was a good idea for him to ask the question. <laughs> There's always yeah, these ideas. You, you think you know, and actually you don't. So that's why you need to talk to uh, someone who actually know their thing. <laughs> it's a lot easier. And again, it's, it's, it's to do with risk. It's a much higher risk having an employee because there's a lot more legislation you have to deal with. Of course, to a certain extent, you're responsible for someone's livelihood. You yeah. have the responsibility of bringing enough money in to pay for someone else and not just you. And it starts to have less flexibility. Yeah. And it is, a, I would say, actually, it is a it is a very, very big step. For some people, they're just quite happy and they just hire somebody. Mm. But, I mean, I know several people who've got six-figure turnover and profit businesses who don't have any employees. They have lots of people helping, yeah. but all of them have their own businesses. Yeah, so it's uh, easier. It's just uh, an invoice. It's not like a an employee. It's not as heavy for paperwork and everything. Well, it's just to do with the risk. It's mm. it's, it's mostly to do with the risk. The, the paperwork is you just do different paperwork, and it costs a bit less. Mm. But mostly, it's just a lot easier. And to be honest, it kind of feels nice because yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's a lot more flexible. But you know, when you have a team of people who somebody who's never had their own business, they think differently. It's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, but when you have your own business, you suddenly realise that things are a bit different. And having people run their own business, actually helping you with your business, can often it can it can be a very very different experience. So it just depends on on what you need. But so you say you can do you can do both. It, it doesn't really matter. I would just suggest hiring freelancers, but obviously, you no, know, make sure you've got contracts in place. 
Yeah, I think it's an easier way to, to start as well, because I know lots of people who start their business, they're so used to DIY everything. They used to only have Google to help, basically. <laughs> and uh, it's quite hard. I find lots of people struggle to give away their power in a way. Even if they need a VA, they're like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to give her too much. And, blah, 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 and they're really scared to give power to someone. Well, so, so VA is a virtual assistant, if anyone's yeah. listening, doesn't know what we're talking about. It's See, hiring our first virtual assistant is, is another step. It can feel very, very strange if you're not used to delegating. Even if you're used to delegating in a corporate job or not a corporate job, it's different when you're the person running the show and particularly if you've only just learned. Yeah. But it needs to be done because you can do everything yourself to begin with, but you can't grow your business if you're doing everything yourself. Even if growing your business means you do absolutely, the only work you do is the stuff that you love and they're doing everything else and your turnover, sorry, I'm using posh words here. Even if your income and your profits and everything roughly stay the same, part of the reason you're running your business is so you can have the life that you want. One of the steps on a journey of your business is the point when you're only doing the things in the business that you absolutely love doing and somebody else does the things you don't love doing. Who loves them? I think it's the usual genius, isn't it? It's better to stay where you can shine and then you bring in the people who shine in their domain. That's why I love what you're doing. Yes, I have a demystifying limited companies retreat because if anyone's listening to this and going, oh my God, this is confusing already. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's for. When you're starting up, Soul Trader is, to a certain extent, it is the simple option. You go and register on gov.uk, which is usually actually the most complicated thing you actually need to do. And then you have one tax return to do at the end of the year. There are things you need to do, things you need to understand, there are things you need to learn. But relatively speaking, compared to a limited company, it's pretty simple. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that when in the middle of learning it. But yeah. it, once you've got a handle on it, it's like, oh, that isn't too bad at all. Oh, I get that. And then, you know, quite often it's like, I don't want to do that again. And you hand over to somebody else to do for you. But I'm a big believer in actually understanding the process. Because yeah, there's some nuts and bolts at the moment with your business. This is the thing that's holding it up. Mm. It's important, I feel, to actually understand. With a limited company, it is a lot more complicated than that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's it, in itself it's really complicated, but because you're legally being given protection to a certain extent, there are rules that come with that. So, for example, when you're a sole trader, you can take money out of your business whenever you want to. In fact, for that matter, you're not legally required to even have a separate bank account. Yeah. And I've got articles about bank accounts on my website as well, if anybody wants to go and have a look, because that's one of my most asked questions is about bank accounts. With a limited company, you have to have a separate bank account. You cannot take money out of your business when you feel like it. There are very strict rules about it. Your finances need to be structured differently. And there can be quite a transition period for you personally while you get used to having money coming in a different way when you have a limited company. It's all doable and none of it's particularly difficult. Mm. But it's different. And it's easier to have someone in a relaxed environment to explain to you any question. So you're not on your own behind your laptop, stressing out, trying to understand yeah. every word. And I love that you always put cakes in. <laughs> I have to say, I love it. <laughs> I wanted to do the retreat because, you know, there's only so far I can go with it with, with an article. You know, I can explain things, but 
particularly with limited companies and for that matter particularly if somebody's starting a business and they're in a job on say more than £25,000 at the beginning most people usually it sounds quite scary but make a loss Mm. what this means is you spend a certain amount of money up front on paying for your website paying for a bit of help before the clients come in Mm. bit like if you're going for a job you pay money on maybe some new clothes for an interview interview and you pay money on expenses to get to the interview and maybe you have to pay for a day off work there's expenses with getting a new job as well and it's the same with the business quite often you know particularly going from a fairly decent job having a new business going you can start as a sole trader and then go into a limited company quite quickly if that's the right thing for you and that way I can quite often get people a tax refund it's great (laughs) (laughs) it's all of these questions are actually, it's so much of it is usually down to you and your preferences and your individual financial circumstances. Most of it is not usually, oh, okay, you want to be an app developer, therefore you have to be limited company. And that's the end of that argument. And I find when you start any business, there's so much things you need to decide on. I find it really nice to have someone who knows enough that you kind of help you choose something like to check if everything is right for you, because you get into a position of decision fatigue in a way you have to choose fonts and colors and this and that and everything (laughs) is a choice from the tiniest details to the really main bit and you don't want to be at that level of fatigue for the really really life important crucial question of your bees isn't it choosing um, how to set up your limited company that's where you want to be (laughs) in the best place so i find it really fantastic to have someone who can help you through that process well, say that's exactly it. It is asking those personal questions, and you say you can go and you can go and Google a lot of this stuff. But a lot of the stuff that's out there is, to be honest, it's so incredibly complicated. There's so much jargon; it's just virtually incomprehensible. Whereas with the retreat, what I wanted to do is to explain everything that you need to know without all the stuff that you don't in really simple language that makes sense basically in a really really nice place I the minute I it's a brave time manor in East Sussex the minute I go there I just totally chill it's amazing it's like my brain just goes ah and just goes horizontal we say we're going to be outside in a gazebo with with gorgeous natural light and it's just so much more as you learn so much more and it just actually goes in because most of this isn't necessarily actually about having to remember all of this information it's about hearing what you need to know writing the notes that you need to know most of the time it's not very many and Mm. really it's actually the questions that apply to you so you understand what's relevant and then you can refer to what you need to later. But you actually make the right decision and you don't have to think about anything that doesn't involve you whatsoever. I think every time you work on money, it really triggers lots of emotion. It's really hard work, not because of the numbers, but because all the rest of it, all your relationship to money. And I like the fact that you start your business in that kind of pampering, friendly zone, because that's how you want to be in your business, like supported and feeling relaxed. And and that's a good way to start your relationship with the money of your biz. I really like the the way it's set up for me it's a nice metaphor nice thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it makes such a big difference I mean I don't know if anyone's heard about money mindset it does make a big difference and the reason it's important is because well if you imagine when you went to school you're a little bit you know you may be a little bit anxious but you're going to school kind of combination of oh there's a big new thing going but actually you're quite excited and 
quite a big chunk of it's Christmas morning and basically you're three years old and you're run upstairs and you're bouncing in mum and dad's bed and they're, you're driving them absolutely crackers because you're, you're very, very excited at the same time. It's exactly. a bit what starting a business is like, or, you know, particularly when you've got more established and you are a sole trainer, you're more established and the money's coming in on a regular basis. It's this combination of, oh, unknown, oh, nervous, really, really excited, can't contain myself. And if you don't know that fact, it's completely normal and we've all been there, to be a lot of the time, it's like that all the time for most of us. You get that when you're growing as a business and you're growing as a person. Yeah. The beauty of having the support and the, you know, and having, taking time out to be in really, really relaxing places while doing all this kind of thing, whether it's something like my uh, Demystify Limited Company's day retreat, your local cafe, Mm. it's it's taking that time out and it means all the, if there's any kind of like, we'll call it be posh, we'll call it negative programming. Yeah. (laughs) It's coming up. You know, it gives it time to just settle down. And over time, you'll get used to actually having much more of the, the positive stuff coming through. And to be very, very business-like, that's how you sort out your bottom line. Yeah. That's what will make a difference to your bottom line. We, we all have it. We've all got the different stuff going on about money, but to clearly women, we've got tend to have more of it than blokes do. But on the other hand, um, we tend to be more involved with it and we tend to get going rather more faster than the gentlemen some do sometimes once we've sorted ourselves out. We can be action takers and <laughs> we used to multitask as well and to do things. Absolutely. So. Well, Rosie, thank you so much. It's been really, really good and uh, uh, there's going to be lots of links to your site in the show notes and to uh, the government site you were talking earlier. Uh, so a really resource-filled episode. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to seeing more pictures of your, your cakes and tea moment on Instagram <laughs> and everywhere. I've got to have the cakes. Absolutely got to have the cake. <laughs> True. Thank you very much, Pascal. Bye-bye.